1: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/work. shopify.com/work.
2: Hi everyone and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. Hello everyone and welcome to Pixels. We try to get together together all of the video game news from the past Two weeks, we look at the ones that are interesting and we put them in the let's talk about them uh, box and we look at the ones that are not interesting and we throw them away mercilessly so that you can just have an easy to listen to summary of everything you missed in the past couple of weeks. And to do that, thankfully, I am not alone. Uh, I have brought with me uh, my very good friends Veronica Belmont and Tom Merritt to discuss the news. How's it going, people?
0: You might have been better off on your own today. I'm just going to throw spider, that out there.
1: Uh, descending from my microphone right now. Is, Sorry, that I'm distracted. Is
2: it? Is it because it's the morning or the morning yes. spider? All right. Yeah. Oh, the morning spider. Right. Well, you know what? Video games know no bounds, no time, or continent. So I think you're going to do fine. Okay. Well will uh, ready the audience be the business, judge. Business, business, business. <laughs> business, numbers. Everybody loves numbers, right? Right, <laughs> guys? <laughs> of course. Yes, of course they do. Um, it's, uh, we've had a number of announcements from the past quarter, and uh, some of them were interesting. The ones that weren't, we ca- kind of uh, left to the side, as I was saying. And the ones that were, well, they're here. First, Nintendo. It seems I can't stop talking about Nintendo, Every episode is mainly about Nintendo. Well, it's the, I would argue, the only company, um, main, uh, you know, manufacturer that is doing things that are really interesting to talk about at this point. The, the other two are kind of coasting. Uh, everything's going more or less well. And mm-hmm. Nintendo um, has some good, good elements and some bad elements. Good thing uh, they're profitable again. Woohoo!
0: Yay! Yay! Yeah,
1: and the, it is sort of a Rorschach test with the Nintendo, right? You see what you want to see, and the Nintendo <laughs> fans are all just saying, this is great news because we're profitable! And we, like, they're actually part of the team or whatever. Uh, and and I think overall this is good news from Nintendo, but only because even though the rest of the news might not be so good, they've had nothing but bad news for quite a while. Yeah, yeah whenever I
0: see a Nintendo story, I always kind of assume it's just going to be more, more bad news. Or more like, yeah, sales are still disappointing, and they're <laughs> planning on dropping this particular version of the 3DS and blah blah blah. And it's not doing anything, but now um, it sounds like uh, they're going to be profitable this year. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, what is it from from software? It's got to be from software.
1: Well,
2: it's game yeah. sales. Yeah, it's it's games. Probably they've had a lot of good uh, releases this year. Uh, the you know. The, ge- the the really frustrating thing with Nintendo is that the games themselves are excellent. And as we've mentioned a few times in the show, it really boils down to the fact that the Wii U as a system uh, was not convincing to consumers because of that stupid controller. Uh, so and the, the the confusion of Wii versus Wii U and what is it? Is it an accessory? Okay. Is it... And uh, since their launch two years ago, they've only sold uh, 9.2 million Wii U's, which when you compare them to, you know, Sony's uh, almost 20 million in a year for the PlayStation 4, or even Microsoft's, uh, possibly, we don't have an exact figure, but probably around 13 to 15 million, something like that, for the Xbox One. Uh, 9.2 is really bad. And the problem is that even worse that I didn't see initially, and someone mentioned it on, on Twitter, uh, is that the 3DS sales are 40% lower than they were in the same quarter last year. And that's Ouch. the lowest their mobile system has been ever since, you well, know. it's
0: kind of scary because I always felt like the 3DS or the DS was doing much better than the Wii and I felt like that was kind of keeping them afloat um but does anyone else think Wii University whenever they think Wii U like you want oh, you to go to don't the Wii, to Wii University exam to buy you that don't. console? You no don't. wonder it's just, a, it's it's selling a, just slowly. A poorly designed console it's not a university yeah, um, <laughs> yeah
2: exactly maybe well, they should have gone to American, Wii but...
0: university to learn how to sell more <laughs> Wii U's
2: well see that's I think this saying this is going to elicit a lot of uh, ire from uh, the Nintendo fans in the audience because the the worst thing is Nintendo knows how to make games, and they we obviously have a lot of uh, history with the company and a lot of childhood memories and good memories mm-hmm. of games in general uh, and how is it possible that they messed it up that much? for this generation and as you were saying the 3ds is the you know the mobile is the one that they do well or portable i should say not mobile Mm Well, Um, this goes
1: back to that Rorschach test sort of way of looking at this. If I want to be positive, I can say that the 3DS sales were very strong in Japan and the new iteration of the 3DS hasn't launched in the U.S. yet. So we don't see those numbers. And it's still a total of 50 million since 2011. uh, And it moved nearly 5 million units. So this is really not bad news. Uh, Mm. This is this is actually, you know, the 3DS is a mature platform. And as mm-hmm. soon as those US sales get put
2: in, it's going to bounce back. Because of the release of the new 3DS, I suppose. But then you look at the projected sales that were initially 12 million for the 3DS, then brought down to 9 million. And the actual number was 5 million. So it's less than half of what they had initially predicted. That can't be good.
0: Well, they did sell 7 million members of the 3DS family.
2: Mm. so all
0: 3ds's across the board Mm. um when are they just going to be a software company when are they just going to make games
2: that is the one thing they shouldn't do are you kidding me
0: no i absolutely am not kidding you they could be so much more profitable if they gave up the hardware side and just made games for other platforms are you kidding me
2: but you you they don't they don't they shouldn't be they shouldn't be just profitable they have to go the sega
0: route I don't know.
2: Well, look at where Sega is now. They're <laughs> laying off people even more. Yeah,
0: but they're going to make, they're going to go focus on mobile and they're well, going to go focus on other platforms. I mean, they gave up the Genesis way back yeah, when and that they, kept them alive.
1: How many new Sonic games have you seen
2: lately? Yeah, exactly.
0: They just came, they just came out with a Sonic game. It tanked horribly. But exactly,
2: still... that's exactly the <laughs> but point. They I have think... other
0: pla- Don't you guys have that footballer game? Isn't there some footballer yeah. game over there that they do?
2: I, so
1: <laughs> I think you're illustrating why Nintendo doesn't want to go software only. Is that? But Nintendo has much stronger. They've been relegated to. Don't they make some football game? <laughs> I don't
0: <know>. But Nintendo <laughs> has much much stronger original IP. Yeah. Much stronger
2: and and i would even argue much stronger game design capabilities than sega uh even back in the day um and but the thing is nintendo it's part of their ethos i think they would be kind of losing their soul if they went software only and it it's very reminiscent of people saying just do mobile games that's where that's where the money is now and it feels like people looking at indicators of the industry without even understanding what they mean um it it seems that Nintendo, if they were go, if they were to lose their identity as a hardware manufacturer, would in the same you know by kind of a ricochet effect lose uh, their uh, a bit of their weight and their because when they design the console, it has um, uh, uh, they can do something original now for the. Wii U, it didn't work. uh For the 3DS, actually, it didn't work either because no one uses 3D. And for the Wii, it was just a gimmick. But they, you know, it, it feels like they can do the thing f- that's uh, acceptable for children and that families enjoy. And that, I don't know. It, it, I have to be honest, I can't so really put my rifles. finger on it. But yeah. Maybe. So why
0: do they need to be the person who makes it? Make peripherals for the Connect, for just Move, do do other things like that. Continue making awesome software. I mean, I, I think it's very nice that we all want Nintendo to keep its soul or whatever. But it's if it's bad business, then stop doing it.
2: Because I mean, it feels like you're murdering my in. dreams. i That's why. I know.
0: I'm coming on here at eight o'clock in the morning, San Francisco <laughs> time, and I'm like just. Shut
1: the company down. (laughs) But it's the same argument people were making about Apple in the early 90s, is that they should just put their operating system on other platforms, right? And that ended up being not the right move for Apple. Nintendo doesn't think it's the right move for them right now. And I think they're right for consoles. As bad as the Wii U is, they're still selling a lot of software because people want to get Zelda and Mario. And so they're actually propping up their hardware sales by being able to have those IPs. And if you make them available elsewhere, you lose a little control over them. The experience may not be as good. They're not as easy to develop because you have to develop for multiple platforms. So on the console side, I don't think they should become a software company yet. On the mobile side, they're like the last hurrah of mobile device, gaming, mobile gaming only devices, right? Everybody thought 3DS would die a long time ago when the smartphone revolution happened well not and everybody. they have not the people but i who, think i think they're yeah. fighting against time there i think eventually people are going to stop buying single purpose mobile devices for gaming
2: my di- well on the first part i was going to say yes tell her Tom, it's just like Apple but on the second part I would disagree with the mobile thing I think we're and actually the rumors we're hearing about Nintendo's next machine that could be introduced as early as this year um, uh, presented not you know um, uh, not launched uh, could be some kind of hybrid, device that works indoors and outdoors or two machines that are actually the same one but with oh yeah because that works so well with the wii u let's make it even more confusing (laughs) (laughs) all right well nintendo has a solution they have a silver bullet well not exactly but they've outlined a um a a way that they could uh, become even more profitable in the in the next few months or years Uh, and that's more low-cost software uh, with uh, like previous games uh, brought back to uh, today's standards or even smartphone games converted and keep in mind that comes from japan with games like uh, puzzle and dragons that are immensely successful uh, and sold for a few hundred yen which are a few uh, dollars or euros and also more demos which ironically have kind of been proven to uh, reduce the amount of sales rather than increase them for a lot of uh, 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 in in, in a lot of instances. Uh, So, yeah, I'm I'm actually not sure about that strategy either. Hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, I
1: I mean, if there's if software (laughs) sales are the one thing that's bright for them, I'm not sure. I guess you're trying to like increase that. Yeah, I guess you're not going to you're not going to slash Zelda and Mario, but you are going to provide a more of a boost to people to buy other games by making them cheaper. It could work. But smartphones. Sorry, you guys, games. I feel
0: bad. I feel bad. Like all of your Nintendo fans are going to get really mad at me. I, <laughs> I just want everyone for some background to know that I have been on this. Nintendo should be a, a game only company for like 10 years. So this is like my platform and I'm sticking to it. So just so mm. people know you can't change me.
2: Remember
1: Veronica saying GameCube, they should become a software-only company, (laughs) not
2: this stupid GameCube. Well, to be honest, the GameCube wasn't. You know, it's funny when you look at the sales of uh, consoles, uh, Nintendo consoles, home uh, consoles, they are consistently going down since the uh, Super Nintendo. And, you know, the, the Nintendo 64 did less, GameCube did less. Of course, the Wii did enormously but then the wii u is mm-hmm. doing less than the gamecube uh we is the outlier it's in, the in outlier you know it became as i'm you know i like to say the like uh, uh friend family game uh that was left in the in the uh cupboard after a couple of game sessions so it was like a novelty like the rubik's cube it wasn't really mm. purchased as a uh but you know, they have other interesting ways of making money. They're taking money from uh, the YouTubers. And that's been uh, happening for a while. Uh, they basically went after all of the YouTubers that were using their games and uh, claimed their videos, as you can do on YouTube when you're the owner of a uh, uh, an IP. Mm-hmm. And... Let's put aside for a second the the unresolved, in my opinion, question of whether or not uh, Let's Players are actually transforming the work enough that it's a new uh, piece of work that, they, uh, that uh, copyright then doesn't apply to for the game, for the Let's Play videos or reviews, because they're doing it on everything. So let's put that question aside for a second and uh, discuss the fact that now Nintendo is saying You know those videos that we took away from everyone. Well, you can register with us as a a Nintendo—I'm sorry, Nintendo Creator Program, um, creators program. You can enter that, and we'll give you sixty percent of the revenues in the case of uh, of a singular video, or seventy percent if it's a dedicated channel. And you get money too, except. Uh, not all the games are into that program. So, for example, I believe Super Mario uh, and Smash Bros. But their biggest games are not part of the program. You won't get any money. Really? On that. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so weird. Um, At first, I thought this was really good, and now I'm thinking this is pretty bad. <laughs> I'm undecided. I think it's probably pretty bad because let's let's play videos are basically free advertising for your mm-hmm. game or for your platform or whatever people are are using it for. So. The first step of even saying, no, we're going to, you know, what well, did they, did they shut people down originally? Did they take the videos off or did they just put a content claim on them?
2: They put a con- content claim. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, the, a, a bunch of YouTubers, including PewDiePie, um, came out against this, uh, this because, well, it seems pretty obvious that the YouTubers are going to say this is not cool because they're getting less money than they would be if Nintendo wasn't claiming them. But right. it's... At the same time, it's exactly what you're saying. It's free advertising. And it seems like well, this is... All right, go ahead, Tom. What I'll, I'll... Nintendo
1: did at first was block them all, which was yeah. this really stupid thing. because Well, blocked, right, basically get, get claim
2: the, the advertising money. It, they didn't... Yeah, no, no. From, they, yeah. At
1: first, they were just having them taken down. and mm. And then very quickly, they realized, oh, wait, that's a really stupid thing. So let's <laughs> claim any revenue associated with them and leave them up. And they've been doing that since, which means YouTube gets money for advertising put on them. Nintendo gets money for advertising put on them. But the game player herself does not get any money uh, out of it. And what this program is trying to do is solve that objection, which is okay, we're going to create an epicycle upon an epicycle here and say, we're going to c- claim that because we want to preserve our, our IP, and we're going to take the money from YouTube that they give us and then we'll split it with you, which is just ridiculous.
2: The thing it's, is, a, it's unnecessary. It's complicated. It is definitely mm-hmm. complicated. I can kind of understand that Nintendo is thinking, well, this is our IP. We want to get something out of it i could kind of understand but right because that's really turned around their profits obviously it's a huge, <laughs> huge revenue <laughs> yeah, it's
0: changing everything <laughs>
2: that's yeah and that's the other that's the other side of it first of all the, the money that they're making from this is most likely not gonna you know alter their bottom line it's a very small amount of money compared to their business What it is impacting, however, is the um, ability, really, of the YouTubers to create content for them, uh, meaning using their games, because the life of a YouTuber, man, if if, listeners, if you think that YouTubers are having it easy and, you know, making easy money by playing video games, wow, you could not be more wrong. It's brutal. Now, of course, you have people like PewDiePie who makes tons of money because he have, you know, 35 million subscribers and anything he's going to put out is going to be watched enough that the ad revenue is going to be good. And, but he doesn't really care about Nintendo's money. He, he plays, he does whatever he wants anyway. There are a few like those, but what they really need is the, you know, grassroots uh, swarm of people advertising their games to those who don't know about nintendo games maybe uh and that's where you know when we're saying the free advertising it's really important in today's media landscape and as tom was saying uh it's not gonna it, it nintendo could definitely use that kind of uh, exposure to different types of gamers and they're cutting themselves off, off from that how is it making sense to them no one I has don't the answer. Know. I don't. I, I yeah. think it, well. I think it's a very old, traditional Japanese company, and what you know, the protectorate of uh, uh, of uh, consensus uh, there in Kyoto says goes. And I'm sure there are a lot of people in Europe, in the U.S. who are, you know, under this these who have to deal with those decisions, and who are thinking we shouldn't be doing this. But they don't have a choice. Um,
1: I mean, it's it's actually hard to discuss this without ranging into the topic that you very wisely restricted us from talking about, which is the idea of fair use and and, and all mm. of that, because this does chill commentary. If all of a sudden I want to critique a Nintendo game, mm, I have but to be go paid. I, well, also. I have to go through all kinds of machinations to prove that my video doesn't belong. Either in the content ID identification or the Nintendo Creator Program, uh, and 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 at that point, I'm just not going to do it, which is really chilling any kind of critique of Nintendo.
0: Well, how does this work too for for actual news organizations? I mean, has there been issues with like Polygon, for example, showing Nintendo footage in their YouTube videos? Well, if like, you're big they...
1: enough, I'm sure Nintendo whitelist you, and exactly, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we're not going to. But then, we're not how do, go what, what do you channels. do
0: for for smaller? exactly upstart news organizations or people who are just getting their start
2: i think at a very minimum you take the money and
0: well you can't do that i mean you can't well you you can't do that no if you're a news if you're if you are trying to get your footing as a news company you can't take the money
2: and that is exactly the issue with youtube's system the content id system doesn't make these kinds of calls as it shouldn't you know youtube is kind of neutral Uh, in that it just provides the algorithm it says hey this is your video uh they're using this amount of your video in their video now what do you want to do and the owner can decide to block the video to uh claim the advertising revenue or to just allow it and you know it's it's that's just the way it goes and of course then you can yeah yeah, you can this is a
1: fair use and you then, can you, dispute then it. YouTube can put it back up and then the owner can decide to threaten you with a lawsuit. And, exactly. you know, it's just which there, there is a procedure for somebody who has a fair use defense mm-hmm. or a fair dealing defense or, or whichever country you live in. But it, it, it becomes more trouble than it's worth, especially for somebody who's small and upstart and just doing this on their own.
2: Well, even more than that, if you get, uh, you know, uh, IP... Uh, Copyright violations. If you get too many of them, uh, three, basically, you say you you contest the claim, uh, and you say this is fair use, and they say no, it isn't. Then you get a flag, and if you get three, your account could get banned. From, Although, you know, if you go
1: YouTube. the second round and say no it really is fair use then they have yeah. to actually come back at you with an accusation with a legal mm. accusation yeah uh, most but people don't want to risk that because exactly. they're like i can't afford to go to court exactly. but if you do risk it and they don't come back to you you don't get a copyright strike
2: so but even you know even beyond all of this the issue the actual issue that nintendo is creating for themselves is the fact that uh, money wise it's going to be more profitable for some uh YouTubers to talk about another game. And yes, there are going to be some of them who are going to be going down the uh, uh creators program route and Nintendo is saying we they can't keep up with the applications and that doesn't really mean anything because they could have one guy in a you know in a closet doing them one at a time. Um but I don't know. I th- it feels like a bad decision on Nintendo's part at a yes. time when they are uh they need exposure more than anything else Mm -hmm. i i mean the fact
1: that they i I didn't realize that they had whitelisted their most popular games to the point that according to this polygon article uh, if you've submitted an application to the nintendo creator program and you have say a super mario uh, game footage video up they're asking you to remove it to be accepted (laughs) into the program (laughs) oh that's awful so, in other words, like, hey, we'll share the revenue with you as long as you delete all your most popular videos.
2: <laughs> and the, the irony, the supreme irony of all of this is that Nintendo games, I feel, have never been better. It's,
1: I will not disagree with you there. I, I think they're, they're killing it on the gameplay side. Yeah. You're right.
2: All right. Microsoft uh, they sold six point six million xbox consoles uh, they didn 't mention how many um, how many of them were Xbox Ones and how many were three sixty uh, but six point six is down from uh, a year ago by eleven percent that's so i i mentioned uh last week uh last episode i believe that uh nintendo was selling more consoles than had sold you know uh, microsoft hadn't gone above the number of wii u sold uh yet and that i misspoke i meant for france i can't remember if i was clear enough but they called me to t- you guys called me to task on twitter and fair enough uh, i was talking about france it's a bit p- peculiar um market and in general what i meant was microsoft is underperforming uh, even though they're still selling reasonably well they're certainly behind sony uh, in numbers mm. not a big surprise there uh, with those new numbers it's a bit disappointing that they didn't break the numbers down but uh yeah they the the price uh, for the Xbox One is right. It's still uh, lower than it was initially, and uh, it's a good good machine, so I think it it is a, a definitely a, a, an alternative to buying a PS4. There's really no reason to choose one or the other if you don't have a specific game that you want, and since the Xbox One is cheaper, I'm hoping that the numbers are going to reflect that uh, with people mm-hmm going that well and and
1: just just to you know throw down the other side of this xbox one outsold the ps4 in north america Hmm. november and december so the fact that xbox sales are slowing year over year isn't a surprise for a maturing console but they're not slowing as fast as the ps4 it would seem at least in the
2: north american market well, we don't know how many of those are Xbox 360s and how many are, are Xbox Ones. It could be. No, I'm looking at a. That, uh,
1: I'm looking at an MPD story mm-hmm. from November. They say in November and December, right. Xbox One sold more games, uh, sold sold more consoles than PS4.
2: Yeah, no, I, w- I was going to say it could be that they only sold one million, you know, Xbox 360s, and that everything else is is Xbox ah, Ones, you. and they're selling mm-hmm. like hotcakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we'll get numbers at some point. It's difficult when Sony is is saying we have you know nineteen point five million consoles sold. It's difficult for Microsoft to come back and say, well, we have seventeen million, which puts them on a very you know accelerated curve, but still under Sony. So they wouldn't say it if, even if it was the case. Um,
1: anyway, but it's it's it is good to see that Microsoft's. The, the, all of the changes that they've made, both to the price, uh, unbundling the Kinect, yeah. have put Microsoft <clears throat> back in contention at the very least. I yeah. mean, they're outselling the PS4 in, in one market uh, for a couple of months. And, that, and the PS4 sales aren't hurting. PS4 is selling well. So this, I think this is good for everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Do, except, do you guys,
2: Nintendo. <laughs> except Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> um, do you guys have a Kinect? For the Xbox One? I do. I do, yeah. So mm-hmm. do you use it?
1: It's the easiest way to turn the Xbox on.
0: <laughs> I talk to it.
1: <laughs> I don't. <laughs> wow, that's, that's... I don't cool. play I any games. Uh,
0: Connect games, no. It doesn't even sign
1: me in. Like, it just cannot recognize my face. But that's not a... I actually have a problem with that with facial recognition for some reason. Um, in, you just have that kind beard. of face, Tom. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a forgettable <laughs> face for computers, apparently. <laughs> uh, my,
0: my Xbox recognizes me unfailingly.
1: Wow, oh. that's good. That's Every time I walk famous. by, says, "Hey,
0: Veronica." I say, "Hey, <laughs> hey, Xbox."
1: And my um, wife Eileen loves to to use the voice control, and it's gotten better over the past year too. Hmm. So, you like it,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I have no strong feelings about it. All right.
2: well, I had
1: to get it because right? I the bought the Xbox One on launch day. So mm. you know.
2: okay, yeah. Well, that uh, thankfully it's not uh, uh nece- It's not sold with it absolutely necessarily anymore. You can buy it without cheaper. Uh, Activision had another four billion dollars year. Says Polygon, um, eight hundred and fifty million on Hearthstone and Destiny alone. I wasn't sure why they broke down those numbers specifically, but I think it's because it's new IPs. Um,
1: new IPs and and something that well, at least in Hearthstone's case, relies a lot on in-game purchase. And Destiny relies.
2: A bit on it a bit on it, yeah, they, they were mentioning as well that uh, the di- digital revenue uh, was half of their year's total, that's full games and you know downloadable content and hearthstone included, but uh, that's a lot of money for new ips who says that doesn't pay almost yeah. a billion dollars on those two games? I would like yeah, to know incredible. how much of that eight hundred and fifty million was destiny,
1: and how much was hearthstone though because hearthstone's <laughs> free to yeah, play break that out. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have I know, 20- that
0: number alone would be would be very interesting, wouldn't it?
2: For
1: sure. Just getting um, the
0: getting the uh, I'd also personas. like to
1: know how many of these this revenue came in Beja months and how much after
2: in what months? <laughs> Months in Pre which ba- and
0: post-Beija months. Oh, yeah. right.
2: Before I stopped working for Blizzard. Oh, it, it plummeted. I'm fairly sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I'm sure yeah. almost
1: all of it came in right before. It.
2: And I mean, they, they Hearthstone has 25 million uh, subscribers in December as opposed to 20 million in September. But I'm fairly sure that's what I personally put in place at Blizzard that they were still working <laughs> on um, after I left. And now it's going to go, you know downhill from Right, there.
1: there's, a, there's a bit of a knock-on effect yeah, from exactly. your policies. Exactly. Same for the
2: 10 million subscribers strong uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, still, it, it didn't go down from a couple of months ago. Um, Garrisons, man. <laughs> I, so it's going to go down at some point, but I think I kind of expected it to go down a little bit already. I think it might have gone up above 10 million, uh, well above, and they didn't say anything. You know, they just said 10 million, and that's it for uh to, in order to be able to to say we're still at 10 million uh, a couple of months later i'm i wouldn't We well, also
1: get the but... holiday bump doesn't yeah. that help when you're talking about For year sure. end yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's that's true uh more no, plus i'm
0: playing world of warcraft again so i'm sure that was very helpful to their numbers oh you are
2: there's a halo well, effect there you're you're definitely yeah. not the only one i mean how long had you just, had you not played wow uh, until you started again 2 or 3 years and I'm sure you're not the only one. Um, yeah. yeah. Anecdotal- no, I'm the
0: only one. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, you are? I'm the only Okay. Oh. Yeah. Boost
2: yeah. to level 90. So, but you, you count <laughs> yes. for a lot. Um, <laughs> Activision Blizzard, three of the top five games uh, this year. Call of Duty Destiny Skylanders. Skylanders. This thing is still a thing. It's the Trap Team version.
1: It's Well, yeah, we didn't talk chunk. about Amiibo sales for Nintendo, but that was a nice chunk for them as well.
2: People love this format of play. I so I can understand the gameplay elements for Skylanders. Honestly for amiibos I think it's people collecting them. They they it mm-hmm. has almost love nothing.
1: Yeah. I think it's part of Skylanders too though. Like Skylanders <sighs> also has good gameplay. I'm not slagging it, but like that collectability part of it is what makes these figurine based
2: games work. I no, I agree, but I think for Nintendo the gameplay is so absent of the amiibo thing and and, by the way nintendo is cashing in on this by releasing special editions of gold and silver mario amiibos at some point i can't that just angers me yes of course for 15 why did we
0: does it why does it anger you
2: because it's preying on people's eagerness to collect useless stuff and i understand this is my bias towards those figurines talking i'm not a collecting kind of person and i'm i wouldn't buy them myself and it's fine you know you go go nuts buy them all but i can understand releasing a ton of them but like the gold and silver editions again you know not solid gold you think it's enabling hoarders i think so i don't And it's fine, everyone's an adult, you can do whatever you want, I just, when there is no gameplay value to it even, you know, almost none, it feels to me like it's the, it's not the right direction for a company to go if they want to have, you know, Interesting, innovative gameplay and and uh, and games. It's it. Although it's really not different
1: in a way from the foil versions of Hearthstone cards. The only difference is those aren't real, so they don't actually right. take Physical up space. Products. But mm-hmm. they don't add anything to gameplay
2: either. It's true. No, it's true. But you have the. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. It's just you don't have the. You have less of the collection mania on a hearthstone you you want the cards because they're 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 the cards you want for your Been doing stuff
0: like this for for ages i mean this is like people love collecting stuff they like special things they like to prove their brand loyalty they i don't think there's anything bad about it
2: Mm. all right it's just but i i fully admit it's 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 very personal i i would like to say that
1: i wish we were more all like patrick Less materialistic, <laughs> not hoarding
2: things. Totally, totally. I agree- want all the
0: things. I would like all the stuff, please. You can send me your stuff. I will take your stuff.
2: Yeah, but yeah, and and that's totally me. Non-materialistic. <laughs> I I'm going to Tibet in a in a couple of months. You know, for um, 16 million registered users on Destiny, and that's not the interesting part. Active players play more than three a- hours a day on average three hours a day that's that reminds me of my hey uh, wow hey days uh actually
0: yeah that's a lot
2: <laughs> it's you know it's very funny because when i hear three hours a day on destiny on average i'm like holy crap that's a lot of time and then i think hmm i used to do a lot more than that on wow <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, okay all right no
1: except wow while- was generally lauded, whereas Destiny was slagged when it came out. So it's it sort of points out that like the prevailing popular opinion does not necessarily reflect how people are going to play a game.
2: Yeah. Well the the problem with destiny was that they didn't contradict people who were hoping that it would be a full-fledged MMO when they actually... What they delivered was a Diablo-like MMO endgame loot loop, uh, and that was it. There was no fleshed-out world, there was no story, there was no social interaction. So everyone who was expecting that was rightfully disappointed, and uh, those who... Managed to get into the game you know i'm part of those people enjoy the the game for what it is i think that's why people were disappointed in destiny initially uh it's still an excellent game it's not the excellent game they thought they were getting
0: mm, i still haven't played it um i i don't have any time now because i'm trying to get to 100, <laughs> 100 and wow but um i i i've heard wonderful things i just feel like i don't know if it's for me
2: well so destiny is basically if you enjoy shooting stuff in the head which destiny excels at i've never seen a game that has that feeling that satisfying feeling of headshotting monsters then if you enjoy that you're gonna love the game if you don't you're gonna hate it because that is literally all you do you do that all the time since it's you know very satisfying if you enjoy that you're gonna like it but yeah
0: mm mm-hmm. gotcha.
2: So, but give it a try. It's really, and there's a demo now, so you can even uh, give it a try without penny, paying any money. Uh, and finally, Grand Theft Auto V sells 45 million copies uh, with the release of the PS4 and Xbox One versions. Just to give you, you know, it's always good to have an idea of what a mega successful game, like most successful ever kind of uh, game, sells. 45 million that's a number.
0: That's so a big number.
2: Yeah, when you when you hear that there's been uh, 9.2 million Wii U's sold yeah. since the launch, that you know brings things. Well,
1: and, and this is this gives credence to Veronica's argument about going cross-platform because <laughs> they sold yeah. it for the PS3, the PS4, the Xbox 360, and
2: the Xbox One. But I don't mm-hmm. want to hear Everything's- it. Stop <laughs> murdering my dreams um talking about murder uh let's go into let's leave the numbers behind and uh, yeah, let's
1: leave grand theft auto 5 behind <laughs> because we want to talk about murder
2: well bloodborne uh, is kind of violent i don't know if you guys ever got into the uh demon souls dark souls uh games um bloodborne is one that i was that i'm kind of looking forward to because i want to get into those types of super difficult dark games. And then I saw the 18 minutes IGN first um video of the game. I don't know if you guys had a had time to to take a look at the video. Watched a little bit of it, yeah. I wasn't I was kind of disappointed. I don't know what I expected, but feels kind of bland.
1: I'm glad you said that because these aren't my kinds of games. And and I was expecting to be like at least blown away by the visuals, and it just it looked like a really good zombie game. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and the thing Which is, is not uh, damning with faint praise, I guess, because I'm not <laughs> saying it looked awful, but
2: the thing is, it's supposed to be a super hard, you know, type of game. That I guess I don't know Demon Souls and those games very well, but it feels like there should be something that's immediately obvious about the particularness of the game. And I didn't see it in Bloodborne. It felt, you know, average in every way. In gameplay. That's too bad. I'm still holding out hope, but I don't know. If someone, you know, in the audience can explain to us why those games are so cool, beyond the fact that, you know, it's difficult and you die, um, I'd be curious because I didn't see anything in Bloodborne, Uh, at least in those, you Mm -hmm. know, 18 minutes. Too much born, not enough blood. (laughs) Well, there was a lot of blood, but
1: right at the beginning there was. Mm -hmm. You're right.
2: Ultima Underworld making a big comeback. So another one of those Kickstarter type, (coughs) sorry, uh, Kickstarter stories. The guys you know behind the initial Ultima Underworld are like, well, you remember that game? It was cool. We're gonna make one just like it. Give us money, and that's cool that's you know whatever i enjoy i'm sure shroud of the avatar by the actual makers of ultima the old school you know role-playing game uh is going to be cool i'm sure this one is going to be is going to be fun i'm i don't know so first of all do you guys have fond memories of ultima
0: i didn't play ultima
2: no. you're too young you're aren't asking you? like totally wrong people dude yeah. that's <laughs> i'm i'm hurt um, I'm sorry. I, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm. I'm gonna go. You know, back in my old person's cave. Although Tom is older than me, that is actually disappointing. Um, I was playing
1: Civilization and SimCity. And-
2: oh, you were yeah, like same. a nerd.
0: Yeah, the super. <laughs> we're the super nerds that like to build civilizations. And-
2: um, but all right. The, the the thing that it got me to actually was, isn't it time to end the Kickstarter nostalgia wave? Or at least I would really like to see a game that is not nostalgia-based make it on Kickstarter. I'm getting a little bit sick of it.
0: I mean, those exist. That that happens. But I guess, I think... I think it's a, i think a nostalgia based game is maybe a harder sell to publishers perhaps i don't know but like wasteland did really well and and ultima you know is 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 uh doing well No, that's the thing um, so i want a game, game
2: starter i want a game that's original work not a game where people will where the developers are saying hey we're gonna be making that old thing again
1: I wonder if this isn't a bit of the local news effect. Uh, At least here in the US, a lot of people feel like crime is worse than it is because they watch the local news and the (laughs) the stories are always about crimes. And I think what happens is a a really nice uh, original video game on Kickstarter just can't grab a headline on Polygon uh, or Joystick. Think, yeah, no. uh, but but. well it I mean? still like, lives it can't, lives you can't grab on, a headline whereas gadget. as a like hey somebody wants to bring back this you know old game that everybody loves that, that's an easy headline to write about
2: sure mm-hmm. and I guess it, it's more likely going to make it on Kickstarter as well because it has something to sell to the people who would be giving money whereas if you're saying I want to make whatever you know new game that you've never heard about and you don't know it's how it's gonna to work yeah, It's but i don't know it feels like it's time like we know how kickstarter works we i want a well-known developer to come out and not say i'm gonna be making an old point and click like game or you know old whatever i'm gonna be or you know space sim i want to be making a new type of that um Maybe it's happening already and it's just not successful, but yeah. How
1: about Hellcrest by Detonation Games? I don't know if they're well-known though. I just did a quick search for games.
2: All right, I'll go check out Hellcrest. It seems awesome. Patrick,
0: maybe you should be doing your part to promote (laughs) new creative IPs.
2: That is true. Maybe you should do
0: a segment on your show every week where you talk about a new game that's out on Kickstarter that people can support.
2: I am not mm-hmm. going to do that. However, I'll mm-hmm. go check out Hellcrest uh, just because I think you should now do Veronica more is, is looking at me angry. Um, Mortal Kombat X, uh, that you have to have played, or I'm just not talking to you guys. Mortal Kombat. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've I, played, played I was not Mortal a huge Kombat.
0: Mortal Kombat fan. Yeah. I'm not no, good that's... at fighting games.
1: Well, I used to play like, it in the, uh, in the Down Under at the University of Illinois Union.
2: <laughs> that uh, brings memory oh, obviously you know playstation uh playstation street fighter is obviously a better game but you know that's a debate for another time fighting uh,
0: words <laughs> i get it
2: <laughs> mortal Kombat x uh there was a preview of the game that various outlets reported on and i there were a couple of takeaways i i got from them uh first they took the Ultra objectionable violence from the old games, and that was the case in the late in the last episode as well. But uh, it's still the case now, and they took it to levels where it is so violent that it's actually irksome and you know disgusting to <laughs> most gamers even today. And it's kind of wow. funny, but at the same time, it's I don't know. I I think it it used to be like this is actually violent and we should shield our children from it to it's still like actually so violent that it makes us uncomfortable and i don't know that's kind of funny to me Being like true to the first brand line. ugh, yeah.
0: that's gross
2: show me more <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh, and the other thing is you know the, I, I love fighting games but i don't have you know the the social setting or time to play with my friends anymore like on the couch on the same couch spending an evening playing fighting games you know with two or three friends and and that was really great but now i want i still want to play fighting games but i don't have those friends who play anymore they're busy like working and having children and yes i could play online but then i get massacred in two seconds flat and mortal kombat has a very solid single player experience and for that alone i think i'm gonna check it out um I want to be able to play single-player combat fighting games, and there aren't really any um, good, solid, uh, you know, single-player experiences. So go Mortal Kombat.
1: I Uh, will point out that you went from criticizing a Kickstarter for bringing back an old franchise to a story about a major developer bringing back an old franchise.
2: (laughs) <laughs> and I will let that uh, that slide because I want to talk about more crap being rehashed and condemn it again. Um, there was an article uh, about a talk a, to- a talk uh, that uh, binary family developer Thorsten Rouser gave at Casual Connect about where the casual games are going and. I don't really like the the name casual uh, to talk about gaming, but basically he means mobile games. And there was a... It, it's a really interesting article, again, on Polygon. If you, you're seeing a pattern here, it's because there is one. Um, but basically he's saying we've gone from a space where there was some innovation uh, five or six years ago to a space where it is basically every time there's one game that is m- moderately successful um they it get it gets copied immediately and there are a million clones uh being released within uh, you know a couple of weeks and um the only goal of developers has gone from creating a game to money extraction uh the the everything seems to be centered around how can we extract more money from the players. And certainly, you know, it's not like video game is not the capitalistic endeavor. You always want to make money when you're making a game. But he he likens it a little bit more to he's saying people who are behind gambling sites are now getting into uh mobile game development. And he he is kind of harkener of Doom saying You know, this is going to break at some point. People are going to get sick of it. And if you remember the lessons from Atari and the landfill full of um, uh, E.T. games, it can actually break. It can stop. Uh, It will get reborn. But I don't know. I'm kind of I hadn't really looked at it like that. But it's true that there has been. It's not like casual mobile games have been in that state forever, but they certainly certainly are now. Um, I don't, I don't think
0: it's stopping innovation and and cool games from coming out, but it's definitely kind of overwhelming the audience. You know, when you go to the app store and, and the first like hundred games are kind of ripoffs of of popular IPs that have done okay. Um, it's hard to find the good stuff. I think that's that's the biggest mm. problem too. Is all we hear about is the the big sellers, the kind of crap in app purchase games. Um, but there's other there's still good stuff out there. It just might be harder to find.
2: Do you guys play on on mobile devices? Yeah, no. I do. Anything other than Hearthstone? Um. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> Other oh, things that Hearthstone. So. In fact, I even I don't even think about even though I play Hearthstone on my Nexus Nine, I don't actually think of it as a mobile game. That's funny that, that you should say that. But yeah. um, yeah. The thing is, I I will find a game that doesn't annoy me, and I'll play it for a long time because it'll be that thing that I play when I don't have anything else to do. Right. So I was playing Skyforce for a long time. Uh, Just because I knew I always liked it. And, you know, if I'm in a theater waiting for the lights to go down, you know, I'll play it a little bit or if I'm sitting waiting for Eileen for something or whatever. Right. So I look for those and I get bored with them and I wait for the next one to come along. I think this is just a maturing marketplace where people are trying a lot of things. And so there are some hucksters out there that take advantage of the fact that we haven't really got a good system of recommendations and avoiding bad games. And people are still a little more experimental in this space.
2: I guess it's mm-hmm. it's also the fact that a lot of those the the audience for those games are people who don't care most of the time who don't care enough about games to pay for them, so they'll download a thing it's if it's free to play but they might not be willing to shell out you know three or four bucks for for a gaming experience and so totally. mechanically you you then need to extract the value. Elsewhere, and you know that's in-app purchases, and and that leads naturally to that kind of uh, of mechanic. Uh, I'm guessing the balance can can get corrected at some point, and the people who do want to play games can. The thing is, they they get their fix elsewhere as well. Um, I think people who are very serious about games can still fall
1: into the trap of not being very serious about their mobile games because they're yeah. serious about mm-hmm. their destinies and their Warcrafts, but they're yeah. they don't care about.
0: I just don't spend a lot of time. I, I guess I do other things on my phone, but like I have tried to get into certain mobile games and I play them for a little bit, but I never it never sticks with me. I think it's just I don't like that interface. I don't like playing games that way, maybe. Um, so it's not, yeah, it's not for everyone, but it's definitely blown up in a big way because everyone has a phone. And so people are looking for stuff to do on
2: their phones. Yeah. But They're the looking thing is, for time killers. Yeah, exactly. The thing okay. is, uh, you know, my definition of, of casual games is games that you play when you have time, as opposed to core games that are games that you make time to play. Mm. And considering the fact that, People who who play games on their phones are people who don't, you know, uh, uh, play those games because they're making time to play those games a lot of the time, not not all the time, but um, you know, it it plays into the the reason why Nintendo shouldn't be making mobile games because it just, you know I'm like you, Veronica, I don't get into mobile gaming for some reason. The the, the interface just isn't there. The some of the games are kind of fun, but they're so rare. If I want a game, I'm going to be using a, a dedicated gaming machine. So.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's how I feel, but clearly yeah. we're in the minority.
2: I don't know. I think a lot of, quote unquote, casual gamers, you know, they represent the majority of gamers almost today, but definitely of uh, uh, mobile gamers. Um, it's just a different type of audience. It's like... It's like compare, there's a lot of people who say it's talking about games in general is as silly as talking about TV in general. You can't yeah. put in the same bag, mm-hmm. you know, serious TV shows and the news and reality TV. The people who watch reality TV are not going to be necessarily interested in the same things than, as people who watch Breaking Bad or Better and, Call Saul. And
1: I'll put, this, I'll put this out there again. There are plenty of people who watch Breaking Bad and Duck <laughs> Dynasty. Like, <laughs> yes. it, it the, it's not like you yeah. have to. I am only of the wire person. I don't watch <laughs> anything but excellent television. Uh, you know, people have various tastes. And I think it's true that there's probably a lot of people who love very serious games, but
2: also play some casual games. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair I enough. I agree uh japan a quick detour in japan um so this is probably going to be a time when uh i am going to be the only one talking because i'm guessing you guys are not into jrpgs oh i thought you meant i used to love wounded. final fantasy really Go, what
0: yeah no, i, I, used was, to love I final thought you were going to do the
2: whole segment in japanese <laughs> i could
0: that would have been cool
2: yeah um,
0: i don't play them anymore though so
2: no oh so, ja Sorry. Final Fantasy Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy. So, are you one of the people who is looking forward to 15? Because this might be a chance for you to get back into that series that you, you know, loved so much a while ago?
0: Hadn't thought about it, but I'm ready to be sold.
2: <laughs> well, there was a trailer uh, that was released a few days ago as part of a... Uh, Final Fantasy Type 0 HD trailer. Um, Final Fantasy Type 0 is coming out on, can't even remember which console, it matters so little, um, because it's coming with, well, on PlayStation 4, obviously, because it's coming with a demo of Final Fantasy 15, uh, a, a shorter experience as they used to do back in the day. And in the trailer, there was a mini trailer for the demo that's going to be coming with the game. So, we have a two minutes or so trailer for final fantasy 15 and there isn't a lot to say about it except uh once again sid which is the only recurring character in the series uh which happens you know it's the mechanic and it happens to be a a woman this time she's as she used to be half naked she's the bikini mechanic as we Mm. all know they usually are uh but yeah no it looks cool it's fine um i'm I can't say I'm excited. I think I want to be excited, but I'm not quite yet.
0: Why are you not excited?
2: Because I've been bit before. <laughs> I've ah. played Final Fantasy. You
1: don't want to be hurt again by Final yes, Fantasy. Exactly.
2: But I, I want to find love with, with that world. And uh, I think it's, such, it's time for it to come back and to be good. But... Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is Persona Five, uh, and that is a little bit more niche. Uh, there was a trailer for Persona five, and I, I'm that I'm fairly confident that you guys have never heard of. Well, you've probably heard of Persona, but you've never played it.
1: No, I haven't. Oh. exactly.
2: Well, Persona 5, for those who are into that series, uh, there's a new trailer and it showcases uh, more dynamic type of gameplay. Uh, The main character is moving from a um, countryside house to Tokyo and he's kind of a burglar type of dude. He's like, I don't know if you guys know Arsène Lupin do you i it's don't know french, what you just said arsène lupin it's a no. french character like no. a gentleman thief type of person from oh, uh, i thought it had something to do with wolves wolves oh lupin, lupin. okay yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah anyway so that's a long story with, with lupin the third and it's a japanese anime anyway so that's the kind of aesthetic it's uh he has like a, an eye mask type of thing it looks a little bit ridiculous to be honest but we'll see what happens uh xenoblade chronicles uh, x is coming on uh, the nintendo wii u there was a 24 minutes it's a video that only the japanese know how to make it's basically let's explain <laughs> to you what the game is and it's got those ridiculously silly voices and characters and it feels like they're talking to a six-year-old the whole time <laughs> makes me sad oh, no. a little bit it's I, wait maybe I can maybe I can find some of it and get you guys to listen to that. Um, let's see. It's really so the the beginning of it is kind of a um, uh, uh, showcase of what the world is, and it's like the the earth was destroyed and we escaped in ships, and uh, now there's new Los Angeles and people are having lattes and walking their dogs, and it feels so weird in that setting, but. I don't know, the Japanese are known for making weird work, so maybe it is going to work?
1: Let's see if, oh, there you
2: go. you hear this?
1: <laughs> and that's
2: the voices they use to describe the game. It, it feels like you're talking to a six-year-old. I'm not crazy Sounds right?
0: Sounds kawaii
2: yeah so that's, yeah. that's uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicle X for you it's a JRPG with uh, action elements and could be cool it's on Wii U but I'm afraid it's not going to grab me and finally Langreaser 3DS Langreaser is coming back old school uh, turn based strategy games and still with uh, girls in bikinis which makes me sad we should grow up but alas we're talking with Japanese people um all right back to the west uh nintendo and netflix are reportedly uh developing a legend of zelda live action series uh, are you happy or scared
0: i'm excited about this one yeah i was i'm, I'm pretty stoked on this i think uh, i've loved almost everything netflix has done so far so if someone can get it right hopefully they are willing to take some chances and, and make it kind of awesome
1: uh, we were talking about this on Cord Killers yesterday. With our guest was Melango from Rambling Movie Minute, and he was scared. He was like, "Please don't do this. Please don't do this to <laughs> Zelda." And I was like, "Really? I hadn't, I hadn't thought about this in that way." He's like, "I don't want a watered down version of a Zelda game." And I, I realized that I totally put this in a separate category, which is I trust Netflix at this point. They haven't made a stinker. You know, they've made some series that maybe I don't love, mm-hmm. but none of them have been awful. And I love Zelda, so I hold a television show to a different standard than I would a game.
0: And I, I'm just kind of, I'm getting kind of sick of people being like, don't ruin my childhood. <laughs> no offense, Patrick. <laughs> don't change something I used to love. Don't iterate on something that I'm used to. Mm, Nothing I'm new mad. ever nothing new on stuff that i used to like and i don't even really care about anymore but even the thought of someone doing something new with that idea is repellent to me so i'm sick of that i'm just like it's not it doesn't change your childhood it doesn't change your childhood memories it's not making female ghostbusters or making a live-action zelda does nothing it's not going to retroactively destroy your childhood the or stupidest Star Wars thing Peoples. a grown-ass man could ever say like, come on yeah exactly like it's not that's Grow up. Like just, you know, let people try to do something creative. It's fine.
1: You don't have to like it. But I actually you am, don't have I'm, to I'm, like I'm, it. I'm positive about this too. I, I would love to see a Zelda series. And at first I was thinking like, ooh, cast Lindsay Sterling as Zelda, because I loved her in, in her video and where she played be the dancing
2: theme. And Yeah. The but
1: apparently this is going to be more dark and Game of Thronesy, even though family friendly. At mm. least that's the rumor.
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm not quite I feel like I should take the opposite opinion and say no this is gonna ruin everything i'm not quite there the thing is i really don't the problem is i don't see <laughs> how here's the problem all right here's the tell issue. me the,
0: tell me the problem T- what is the you, problem here's the
2: problem uh, are you listening lean back i'm ready for the problem. all right okay uh i don't see how zelda could translate into a live action movie or tv series in any way i just don't see it maybe they're going to find a way and i'm you know i'm all i'm super happy if they do it's just that it's that kind of aesthetic and and you know that spirit that mood that these colors the the, the design i don't see how it could work in a live action anything um we it, have the it,
0: technology patrick
2: okay can't do we, we have though? The technology do we? we do. i'm sure they can do something good but I don't know that it would be, you know, Zelda-esque in any way. I don't, I don't know. I don't see it.
0: Well, think about Avatar. I think you could make a Zelda-esque world that kind of looked like the planet from Avatar. I don't know why that popped into my head, but I can kind of see it's like... Sort of
1: a dark, fairy-filled world, yeah. Dark,
0: fairy-filled mm. world. There you go. It's live the action. floating
1: lights. Navi it is look- the
0: floating lights. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Maybe you've you've not quite half convinced me, but maybe a quarter <laughs> convinced me. I can sort of see a light in the distance now. Mm. And I thought okay. you meant Avatar the cartoon initially. That was perplexing. Oh uh, um,
1: right, no, uh, she meant the um, yeah three D Avatar yeah
0: film. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, and you have Navi
2: and Navi. That's true. Mm-hmm. Huh. I think there might be something mm-hmm. there. Uh, PlayStation now is expanding. And uh, in February, they're going to add uh, Uncharted 2 and God of War 2 and a bunch of other games. And honestly, I now have a hard time not saying this is a good service. Uh, it's still $15 a month if you take three months, which I think is a tiny bit expensive still. But if those games, you haven't played them, I think it's worth, you know, paying for it maybe for a month, maybe for three, and just playing those games. Uh, uncharted 2 is possibly the best game of the playstation 3 ever there are some arguments there but i think for me it's definitely one of my most memorable games um and if you've never played it if you only have a playstation 4 um the 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 stable of games in playstation now is getting not bad and playstation now is
1: streaming a game versus playstation plus where you're downloading a game yeah
2: Exactly, uh, and of course, you know when you when you stop your subscription, you can't play it anymore. That's right, fairly obvious. But uh,
1: I think it confuses people that they have those two products.
2: I think they should roll them in one in some Somehow. some way. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever played uh, Uncharted Two? Mm-hmm. And you like it, right? Mm-hmm. All right. In that case, I forgive you for everything you said about Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, if you haven't, it's definitely worth it. It's an easy game. It's fun. It's super well written, super well acted. I love it. Just, just yeah,
0: Tom. I think you'd really enjoy it. You should yeah. give it a shot sometime. But you don't have a PlayStation, do you?
2: Yeah, do I have you? a PS4. Oh, you do? Oh. oh, so there you go. See, PlayStation I don't. now. You d- wait, what? You have an Xbox? I don't. One, I
0: don't have. Yes, I don't oh, have any okay. PlayStation right now. Yeah.
2: Hmm well it's not like times
0: times change
2: (laughs) yeah but there isn't really anything worth getting it for at this point once you know uncharted 4 comes out it will be a different uh question altogether but um all right madden correctly guesses the final score of the super bowl is that it's american stuff is that even a story i think it is i put it in there because you're both american i don't know do we care
0: it's kind of interesting. I thought All it was right. it was kind of neat. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, here's, it has correctly here's, here's predicted... why this... Go ahead.
0: No, you. you ahead. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> you go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, I, I I think why this fascinates people, it's not because of the Super Bowl or the type of sport per se, although people who are fans are going to like the story even more. It's that a simulation of human events accurately predicted exactly how human events played out and that's always fun because it makes us think well maybe the machine knows maybe it can predict the future <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so there was a thing about this one it wasn't just the score that was perfectly accurately create uh, uh, um. Guessed. It, it, it wasn't just the winner and not just the score. There was something about the specific play that it That's guessed. A stretch. or a I don't That's know. Stretch. I, I fair, don't know. It's American
1: football. Apparently, the game, the game on the Madden game had the Patriots win on a Hail Mary pass as time expired, which is incredibly exciting. In actuality, the Patriots won on the Seahawks calling an end zone play that didn't work out. So it's, <laughs> it's not the same thing yeah. at all.
0: It's not the same thing. But all right. it's Yeah.
1: Well, you just I said words that I didn't that, understand. But now, it was so. an exciting game happened. that was in question till the very
2: end in both cases.
0: <laughs> right,
2: right. Well. All right. I, I, yeah. yeah. Super Bowl football, American stuff. Uh, cool. Madden We're predicts here. the future. I'm looking forward to hear what it has to say about you know Nintendo's next console. Uh, yeah, I
1: can't wait to hear how it says <laughs> the uh, Ukrainian situation is going to play out. Can we, <laughs>
2: Um, Life is strange, right? With games predicting the future. Well, life is also strange in a French game that is so full of Sundance that it's almost unbearable. Um, so I don't. I was curious. Life is Strange is a game that came out last week. It made a little bit of noise in, in France, and I think in some um, circles in the US even. Um, it's a game in English uh, created by a company called Do- Don't Nod that they made Remember Me. Um, and I was curious. Have you guys heard about Life is Strange or... Not at all. No. Not at all. Okay. Um, So I wanted to mention it if only because it's French and also because it's kind of cool. It's an episodic story-based, narration-based game. It's not a heavy gameplay game. So it's more along the lines of the uh, Telltale uh, games, you know, the Walking Mm -hmm. Dead and those, uh, those games. And it's a lot it's a lot prettier um, but it's basically the story of a girl who is a photography student and uh, she's in a small town with uh you know small town mentality and small town uh, problems uh, and there's a girl that a girl uh, that disappeared and it was the a friend of of her old best friend. And there are a bunch of things that happen and throughout, I don't want to spoil too much, but basically it feels like a Sundance list of things that you do to get into Sundance film film festival made into a movie. And the main character is a girl that was a big, um, there was a big story about this because, um, the 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 people who published it it was Square Enix and apparently they were the only ones who didn't ask uh, the developer to change the main character into a, a guy, uh, which was an interesting bit of information. And so the 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 story is somewhere between a Telltale game and uh, Gone Home for those who have played that, and a bunch mm-hmm. of other references and and Sundance like it's full-blown Sundance. It's a little bit overwhelmingly Sundance at the beginning, but if you're into that, I think it's it's a game uh, people should try out because it's got some interesting bits uh there's a demo available if you go to the first episode page on uh, playstation 4 and uh, xbox one i believe it's on the other uh, the previous generation as well uh you can download the demo it's not easy to find so just go to the to the first game and and you download the first episode and you download the demo from there it's just maybe 20 minutes of gameplay um and it's cool it's it's you know, a French game that's kind of original and that takes a different approach. It's completely in English. It's written uh, by an English, uh, you know, team, an American team. Um, So yeah, just try it out. I'll be curious to hear how uh, people feel about it uh, as the game progresses uh, in the next few weeks and months.
1: The link you had to it started auto-playing earlier on me and wow, did it sound French. (laughs) Wait, really? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> How? It Whatever it, video is embedded on that page.
2: Oh, right. Okay. That's yeah, I can see that. It's possibly a, a French page. Um it's it's also it feels like it might be a little bit of America as seen by the French. So that might also be kind of fun. Mm, um, I always
0: think that's fun. Yeah, I like yeah. that.
2: It's very I Kind very. of felt like
0: that with um with um heavy rain a little really? bit.
2: Really? Mm. Yeah. Oh.
0: It felt kind of like through the looking glass America. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, that
1: the plates of food are huge.
2: If that, that's what you how you felt about uh, about heavy rain, this one is going to explode the French looking glass meter. <laughs> um anyway uh, try it out and listeners try it out and you'll it there's a demo it 's free you can give it a try uh, assassin's creed two two quick news to round up the the episode assassin's creed road is it, rogue is coming to p c on march ten and rogue is the one that came out on the old gen uh this year or last year rather uh and that's completely uninteresting except it's going to be supporting the eye tracking gizmo that uh, razor came out with i can't even remember its name um and it's gonna basically uh, oh it's the sentry eye the sentry eye tracking hardware um from still series not razor and so basically when you move your eye it's gonna change the direction you're looking that's exciting right wait yeah I, I tried out the toby tech uh
1: eye tracking like two three years ago at ces When it was just in its infancy and that's the technology that steel series put in the century it worked then pretty well i I could play asteroids with it i think is what they had as a demo Mm. so this is pretty
2: cool well what they're saying is that when you move your eyes uh it it basically moves the screen so it's kind of it, it you know moves your your character's uh field of view so it's basically like you have an infinite view of some kind i'm curious to try it out it's intriguing this could
1: totally change things for first-person shooters for me because Mm. i think the reason i suck at them and i do is that (laughs) i can never properly connect the ability to move my gaze around with the controls that i am presented yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. that's that's i could just look i think it'd be a lot easier
2: Hmm. well go get a uh, a sentry and uh, assassin's creed rogue and you're done and then there's obvious.
1: somebody out there yelling like, "What a wuss! Don't change my childhood." <laughs> Using <a> joystick
2: <laughs> control stick is the way of the world. That that is. Yeah. True. Um, finally, uh, for all of you um, Destiny fans out there, it seems that well, first of all, House of Wolves, which is the next DLC, is going to be coming. Uh, you know this this spring, but. Um, the more interesting news is that they might have a bigger piece of content coming out in the fall. Uh, Apparently, it could have been a part of the contract with Activision Blizzard, um, where they would have a a piece of content, a sort of real expansion, not just a a small DLC like we've seen before, um, on the off years for uh, the game series. So... We might see a Destiny two in twenty sixteen or seventeen, but until then, in the fall, there's the codename Comet type of update, which is a full flow, full fledged uh, expansion. I'm curious about that because I like Destiny. Obviously, Neat. nobody else cares. Oh,
0: no, yeah. I mean I'm I'm interested because I, I think I'll probably play it eventually. I just feel like now I've I've taken too long to get to get on there <laughs> to get on board with it.
2: No, but it's you know, it works, for me. It, it works kind of like. Wow, it's really MMO endgame. It's completely classic MMO endgame. You you know you do your mm-hmm. strikes, you do your missions. There's something to do for you every day if you want to. There are weekly stuff, uh, which again all of them are essentially shooting stuff in the head repeatedly. But um, it's also you have catch up mechanics, so you can get uh, gear that is. Uh, better once the expansion has come out that is better than what you would have gotten uh, at the same level before the expansion comes out or the dlc in this case um so there is a catch-up mechanic you're not completely uh um ineffective if you join the game later Mm -hmm. so yeah give it a try it's fun and that concludes our episode. Thank you very much, guys. Um, I I think it was uh, a little bit difficult for me to uh, hear all of your trashing, merciless trashing of uh, Nintendo's strategy. Um, but it was still a good episode. And uh, I think the listeners will agree. Uh Uh, Unless they like Nintendo. Unless they, well, you were being honest.
0: (laughs) Well, you got to spice things up a little bit. I'll get get some haters for those Nintendo (laughs) comments, but bring it. Bring it, you guys. It's fine.
2: Um, All right. Uh, Where can the people listening to the show find you guys if they want to hear more of your merciless, you know, heart-tearing rhetoric, Veronica? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The only um, time
0: I talk about video games is really on... um, on the morning stream on Mondays at around 9 15 a.m pacific time um or you can listen to sword and laser with me and tom we don't talk about video games so much but that is my other big podcast and um yeah that's it
1: excellent Uh, sword and laser is more than just not talking about video games it is a science fiction and fantasy (laughs) book club so if you're into sci-fi and fantasy uh check out sword and laser and if you would like to hear more vicious world tearing criticism patrick beja co-hosts daily tech news show with me most every tuesday so check out daily dot com.
2: and it's true yeah. that i usually i usually have an an um acidic tone on everything <laughs> i hear about
1: them. yeah you just you just rip apart everything but nintendo exactly
2: but nintendo <laughs> i love nintendo um all right uh, veronica on twitter ace detect on twitter myself it's not patrick and you can find uh, the show and other shows at frenchspin.com you can also leave us comments there uh, let us know what was the big thing um i can't even remember what was the big question we were asking never mind you remember it you've listened to the show and we will definitely talk to you again in a couple of weeks for more news in video games bye
0: Oh